Network. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> hey. Hi. Hi. That's my well, who, uh, Eminem. Who hi. are you? What? <laughs> like that's how Eminem says hi. He goes hi. Hi. <laughs> it's Good morning. me, so Shady. <laughs> I'm about to do some rapping. <laughs> that's like kind of how he raps, right? <laughs> uh, true Eminem. fact: I've never seen Eight Mile. Never Same seen here. Him. Really. I've seen it in a bar without sound. Well, no. well you've seen it then. I've oh, seen the yeah. postman entirely through muted in black and white. I just want to brag about that. <laughs> it's oh, the hell only yeah. way I've seen the three hour version of Metropolis was in a bar and it doesn't have any sound. So it kind of works. Black and white. Works. But so, then I would get drunk by like the third hour and I'd always miss the end. I don't know. I've ending. never seen eight mile either. All I know is he raps about spaghetti in some scene. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. Uh, <laughs> hi. Yeah. Hi. 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 I'm Mike. I'm Josh. I'm Dave. And I'm J-Bone. And we all have to make up for Solo's lack of confidence there. That was a weak Solo. I'm Josh. And this is Does It Suck Now? <laughs> now. Now. There can only be dark. There can't be light without dark. Solo, you gotta shake it off. You gotta get your head in the game. You can't be. You can't be half stepping here, motherfucker. Just because you're having technical issues, get your shit in the game. Murderer. I don't. I don't have Murderer. step. I'm focused. I'm laser focused. <laughs> there you go. Laser <laughs> focused, like a giant horn out of a throbbing red head. Mike, you cannot eat. You have to start the episode. What are you doing? Right out to my scream. All right, I will do this. All right, I'm gonna. I'll start it. We did this week. We did 1986 Ridley Scott's five. No, it said on my Rocky thing. Five. It came out in you 1986. Already you, you already messed up. You messed up the podcast. You messed up the whole podcast. Five. You took a big shit on this podcast from the start of it by eating some food. All right, go. So is it come on? Not be podcast without ice cream. Was I wrong? It was five. It was five. It was five. I like when you eat. This Mike, I like when you Amazon eat lettuce. Said. I like when That's you eat what, lettuce during the podcast. You know what? That's my Amazon favorite. lies to you. That's why you get heavy. Jeff buddy. Bezos, I hate you. Tom Cruise did this movie between Risky Business and Top Gun. It's what movie? What movie are we talking about? Yes, Dave? but filming or when it, legend. Bum bum bum. But filming, the movie we did is when, the legendary wait, movie. Are you legend. saying he filmed it in 85 or are you saying it was released in 85? It was released in 85. It was because released in 85. I had that it was released in 86. But fine. I was five. So who gives a fuck? So. Damn. <laughs> if anyone. Well, we I'll never Google things on this podcast, but I'm yeah. Googling it right now. And it says legend 1985. Five. It's 85. Confirmed. Mm, clocking in at one hour and 29 minutes. I will do the synopsis, but I want someone to do the synopsis of the exhibition titles in the beginning because that shit was long. I got you. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's darkness and it's bad. There's light and it's good. And there's unicorns. Yeah. Okay. No, Dave. I go with there's that. Also, there's also and there's Tom. love. There's a, there's a young, strapping, sinewy, sweaty... Wow. No, no, you're into the movie. I'm talking the and whole, synthesizers. The whole in a galaxy far, far away part. That thing was long. That was at least 30 seconds, which is long for titles. Are you going to read is, it? 
Sure, what's, yeah. What I does mean, it say? I mean, I guess I'll look it up. Fuck if I know. Uh, it, it says, uh, you know, no light without darkness. This movie is called Legend. It stars Tom Cruise, Mia Sarah, Tim Curry, directed by Ridley Scott, scored dopaliciously by Tangerine Dream and 8,000 Synthesizers, and uh, guest vocals by John Anderson from Yes. Shout out to him. This movie is a fantasy story about good versus evil, and it's... Uh, it's sumptuous. Let's start there. Yes, but you only the right? humans pure of heart can see or commu- like find the unicorns. Um, and then, I mean, basically what happens is Jack is a the human of the forest. The Mia's character is a, a princess of no castle because they never show it. And you don't need so, to see it. Yeah, she's a princess. You just need to right. see a cottage where the woman asks her strange questions. Which is so, where I was playing before I was rudely interrupted by technical difficulties. The fucking dope ass cottage theme playing right here, fat Jack, chilly through the mic. Jack is in love fucking with awesome. Mia. Listen to that Mia shit. is in love Listen with Jack. Shit. Yeah, and he promises her in the first five minutes of the movie to take her to see the unicorns. She goes to see the unicorns. And wait, wait, can I, can I, we roll back just, no, no, wait, let me roll back one second. You missed the whole Jack? intro scene with Darkness. Dave, the whole point is we see how far you can go before we interrupt you. Yeah, oh, I've realized right. that. But I, I've Jack, realized this. Jack is like, Jack is like what? A fucking feral wildling forest boy? With, like, what yes, is he? Who is very adverse to pants. Prominent thighs. You just accurately described Who's, it. But his hair falls in his face like a waterfall, a sexy waterfall. And he's waterfall. covered in sparkles. And a giant you know, you bush. Your hair A giant right bush now? where his Dave, dick should hold be. Hold on, hold on. Go ahead, Solo. Yeah, Mike, I want to see your hair. If you could put your hair a little bit closer to the camera and this shake it. Like in a, you can't see this on the podcast. That's right? what you interrupted us for. You interrupted the conversation. No, no, no. Just hair. listeners, I wish you could see Mike's hair. It's about as Jack-like as you could possibly get at this. What's your like sparkle content right now, Mike? Mike has hair. Fun, was... fact, fun fact about the movie, Tom Cruise still finds glitter on himself <laughs> to this day <laughs> from this movie. You didn't realize Damn the entire it. movie is a metaphor for a strip club. It's a know. boy's movie. What's, what's a metaphor, but instead of metaphoric, it's actually just what it is. I, I, want, to, I want to do my haiku early because I want to um, set the table for a theme that I'll, okay. that I'll be talking yes. about throughout the movie. Uh, a theme? Uh, the theme Tell is Tom Cruise's thighs. Go. Yes. <laughs> I, felt, I just felt a tingle when yeah. you said that. Oh, uh, you should. <clears throat> the haiku. Look mm-hmm. deep in his thighs, for they are never covered. Legends all their own. Wow, we cut to the haiku really quick. So, so I want to take a poll real quick. Was the choice to never put Tom Cruise in pants or even shorts and have him crouch the whole movie, <laughs> was that decision made because he's like a feral wild child first or because he was like, my thighs look dope first? I think both were part of the decision. Which one was the lead info there? What do you guys think? Well, I, Tom Cruise does all of his own squats and crouches. He insists on it. There's, I, no, and, there's not a crouch job. I, I love Let's be honest, that was an acting choice. It was absolutely. I know, but was <laughs> was the was the main motivation the acting choice, which worked in my book, or was it showing off the golden thighs covered I, in glitter? Speaking of golden thighs, I was well, he's excited. like twenty, isn't he? He's like nineteen or yeah, twenty in that, that movie. Hold on, when, when they found the armor, I was yeah. already tired of the thighs, and I was thinking to myself, <laughs> "Oh, thank God, he's going to put on a suit of armor." 
Hell and no. then the, finally the thighs will be covered. But no, no, sir. <laughs> so in the beginning <laughs> of the movie, pants armor. What is it's this? just waist up armor. That's Everyone just agrees is. not to chop at your legs. It's just like it's given true, on the man. battlefield. And, and by the way, in the beginning move. of the movie, there's a guy with big horns, and he's tired of the light, and he Dave, wants to Dave, come we're out. done with the plot. We're moving on from that. Let's go. No, I wanted to finish this section. Oh. And you can't interrupt me. I will overtalk this entire goddamn. I will fill a fill a buster on all your faces. Oh, wow! Yeah, okay. did you feel that? You felt yes. it screen. I, I wish I didn't. What is light without dark? <laughs> yeah, take that one, Father. Protect me. There you go. Oh, that was great. Classic. Was Still my favorite. Yeah, I like that one. The, but yeah, uh, I, I like. like it. I like how, like, so basically, not in the synopsis, like, when we get there, like, you know, if people don't know, Darkness releases some goblins, goblins to go and kill the unicorns. And so that's basically what we're talking about. It turns into so a wait, hero's quest. Pause there for a sec. What was the, what was Tim Curry's, like, Lord of, he was Lord of the Dark. Is that what his name was? Just Darkness. Darkness. Period. Just but, Darkness. But he had a greater power that he was appealing to through all Fire. of this. Yeah. The father, who was like, also was a voice, but was not, was more like of an abstract. No, no, no. That's power, supposed to right? be him. Are you talking about? So, what's, here's an interesting fun fact about this movie. And I looked it up because I, I showed my wife and was like, hey, I was like six when I saw this movie and we started watching it. And she was like, this is terrifying. How mm-hmm. did you? And yeah. I was like, no, I was obsessed with this movie. So, they, Tim Curry, when he first put on the makeup, um, and they started shooting, it started to hurt his neck. And then they had to put him in a bath after they had the makeup on to, you know, get the makeup off. And he had to be there for a certain amount of time. Well, that didn't happen. And when they tried to take the makeup off, it ripped part of his skin off. So they had to make this decision to cut him personally somehow out of the first 40 minutes of the movie. So then when they... Minus the intro. Minus the intro. Right, exactly, because it happened after the intro. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was they they did that whole like so when the goblins get the the unicorn horn and they're coming back and they're all like feeling their power and he appears to them that's him but they had to figure out a different way to present him because they couldn't fix the costume until we get to the mirror scene where he comes out of the mirror and they finally fixed it so he could actually be in the movie and so mike mike you also you me and dave all watched this movie a lot as a kid which imagery which which image stuck in your head from your childhood that was still like strong watching it now this much later? Uh, there's two. There's there's specifically two parts that really stuck in it. One is when uh, Tom Cruise dives into the lake, and then the lake freezes over, and then he can't get out because yeah, it's frozen, great. and he has to like, uh, uh, which is terrifying. And then and, and he knows that something is really wrong with the unicorns. He's like feeling yeah, it at the knows. same time. Like the world is ending and he's trapped all at the same time. It's, it's yes. crazy. Yeah. And then there is the end scene where uh, uh, Tim Curry is scraping <laughs> on the walls, being dragged into whatever space. Okay. All right. Which Thank is, you, Mike. you know, another amazing scene. So let's get into this right now. I want to talk about right. this right away Wait, because I know there's a break coming. Mike? No, no, no. I, I want to come back to it. You're right. But it, it, Mike reminded me of something that I think I just we can't not talk about now. The the Rid, Ridley Scott ripping himself off for shooting a monster through a gap into space 
Yes. How did yeah. you guys feel about that? This is like awesome. five years after works. Alien, he shot this movie and maybe six years. And he literally just was like, fuck it, do it again. Shoot it out in airlock. <laughs> you know what, though? This is the funny yeah, part. He I, heard a, I heard a podcast with, with Ridley Scott and he was so funny. He was totally like a guy that you're like, I want to hang out with this dude. I do. He's a fucking incredible. Oh, he was all. And he goes, um, he goes, came out with legend, bombed came out with Blade Runner or I think with Blade Runner was for bombed. And like, as we talked in other podcasts, these become these classic things, you know? So it's never, not always the most popular thing as we know, but it just blows my mind. And I'm like, wow, these things were bombs. Like, like nobody like, and then he's like, and I didn't think anyone would let me direct again. And then he just keeps going, man, you know, to this day, redid the duelist. You know, yeah. I haven't seen that. Matt Damon said oh, yeah. he's, he so was the, the most, last. He's duel? the most high energy person he's oh, the ever last been around. Duel. The last duel. Oh, yeah. yeah. So okay. Wow, so did, did, did were you guys fine with that? Like him just ripping himself off? I, I yeah, was actually of like it was fine. It was yeah. totally fine for me. But it was rip yourself off. So I've seen this movie yeah. so many times. It I totally get it now, but I never thought about it. They were like just two separate things to me for some reason. Okay. Well, which was your image then, Dave? Which which one? When they I want were to. coming after the the second unicorn, and they had the flares, and the the goblins were in like waist high uh, snow, snow, shooting mm-hmm. arrows. For some reason, that one stuck in my head. And yeah, they come over the hill. Stuff. And oh, are yeah. you talking about like the campfire scene? Yeah, when he's like, love, "Come at yeah. me! Come at me!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one and the uh, for some reason the swamp Meg Meg oh, she's Bone Crusher oh, that yeah. one always that one was the only thing that ever actually scared me. Strangely enough, you would think the guys chopping people up and cooking them would have scared me as a kid, but it didn't. For some reason, it was Meg. So I asked Dave and Mike because I wanted to share mine, obviously. And mine, like Dave's, was around that campfire. My image that like stuck with me. The um, it was w- when they take the dude's hat off, and you think he's been speared by an arrow through his head, and there's like purple oh, yeah. goo all over his head. But it's the wine. But it takes a second to realize it. And as a kid, I was really freaked out. I was like, "That's his brains! What is happening?" And uh. I still don't understand why he's knocked out by that shot, but it, it's such a cool image. It works. And I, that's the mentality of the movie. The other one that really stuck with me is also the one Dave said with the, the snow drift and like blicks and coming over the hill, like just, it looked so scary. And um, what was the other one? Uh, honestly, like the fucking unicorns in the sparkling light. It's like, there's just imagery yeah. galore in this movie. Nobody, so, like, you- nobody, Dave touched on it, but nobody with the guy coming out of the mirror at Mia Sarah. Afterwards. That's probably the most dated one, but it is cool. I mean, that's, no, I love that. Like that scene is just, you know what? I have to say when we go back and we see some of these like Beastmaster and we, we get divided on what's good and not this movie for me is still just holds up the cinematography and not even that just yeah. set design. Shout out to Alex, Alex Thompson. Yeah. The set design it, right? too, that they did with this is fucking amazing. Like, yes the set design was unbelievable and everything just, you know, when a team in a movie, in my opinion, like come together, you're like, everything's working together. I just think because it was supposed to be four hours long, you can see why they, like when I look yeah. at it now, they just had, were like, they just, just like truncated everything in. And I was like, wait a minute. 
Talk more right. about that. Is that true? I didn't realize no, that. Of, it was one of the fun facts said that Ridley Scott was at one of the earlier screenings influenced by what he said was a bunch of potheads talking outside about the movie. And he decided at that <laughs> point to cut it from the intended theater runtime of two hours and 30 minutes to, you know, whatever it is, you know, an hour. And hour and a half. This was supposed to be yeah. two hours and 30 minutes. It was supposed that to be two excessive. hours and 30 minutes. And then they go on to list all these scenes that were cut out of the movie. And I'm just like, Oh my God! Is None that, of that in the director's seems cut? essential? We did not watch the director's cut. Uh, no. I should tell everybody. But is that in the director's cut? Has anybody seen the director's cut? Well, you you told the audience to watch the the version with Tangerine Dream, which is the theatrical cut. That's an hour and twenty nine minutes. Well, I know, but I I that's because I didn't want to watch like a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. Uh, but also, Tangerine. I think Tangerine Dream is also not in the director's cut. I think it's Correct. a totally different score. Yeah, which I'm so, just not interested in. I want, I want, not give me the all. sense. Like, yeah. <laughs> I want that and shit. And the fucking song way, at the end is so good. John Anderson, baby. Yes. Yeah. By yeah, the yeah. way, in the, like, okay, when the world goes into the freezing darkness, right? So they cut off the unicorn's horn, you know, Zach, you know, Zach and Jack. Zach gets caught underneath the ice. Jack. Yeah. <laughs> And and so they cut. So when Mia's character comes back to Lily, what is it, Lily? Lily. She comes back to the house. Um, those two people and all, like the family from the cottage, they're all frozen, literally stiff, right? Yes. How yes. come? I was so scared she would Jack, break one. But her and Jack yeah. never. I was like, is that because they're like the purest of heart that they yes. don't really? They're just they're uncorrupted. They're the they remain uncorrupted it's, the entire really, time. No, they're, they're like just the uncorrupted. Of they don't. They don't think selfishly. They're always trying to do the right thing, and they never. Neither of them ever waver from that the entire time. So science they're, doesn't work on them. What? No, unicorns magic doesn't or, work on them. No, freezing. Are you calling unicorns science? Yeah. What about this movie was science again? Yeah. Well, just Wait, in the what? own logic, think about it though. The only logic is like if the other human beings freeze, they're still human beings, even though they're the purest apart. That only means they can see unicorns. It doesn't mean that when the temperature drops to Arctic temperatures, oh, oh, okay, okay, that they okay. don't freeze to get like in place. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't assume that they were frozen like solid water frozen. Like I magic they frozen? Were frozen like magic frozen. Yes. Like Okay. Like in stasis, like magic stasis, because it's not like they were like dripping with, with crystals made of really cold water. It's a totally different thing. Are we uh, really uh, we're really making a distinction between water frozen and frozen magic from frozen. magic? Yes, yeah, no, it's an important <laughs> distinction to make. Because also, I have one other question: When they go into the swamp, yeah, right? I don't think Ridley Scott makes that. Uh, distinction. So he absolutely does. <laughs> when they go into the swamp, <laughs> when they go into the swamp, the lead. He's like, no, 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 you're not water frozen. Magic frozen. It's but more remember, of a magic us, frozen. He didn't tell us, so that 35 years later, we're like, wait a minute. But anyway, 100%. when they go into the swamp and mug <laughs> and make, like leaves it open for interpretation, like the yeah, Bible. Cro- Mike, cro- stop talking over your brother. Let him try and talk. <laughs> He's talking about Meg, sexy Meg in the swamp. When they go Meg. in there, okay. <laughs> uh-huh. So, fucking the other little elf guy who I can't remember his name at this point. Incredible. Uh, it's He's incredible in this movie. Right. Does he have a name just like <laughs> Billy or something? Let's call him Jake, okay? Wait, when they go talking with about Jake, the elves or the dwarves, like the gnomes? Wait, the, the one who's like, Jack. Yeah. 
The, yeah, elf, Jack. the elf gets screwball. The other dwarf the, the elf go in first, and then the dwarf Jack says, to shoot people for the whole movie. Yeah, but then the dwarf says to the elf, uh, you know, after he's like, "Why do I have to go first? And he's like, "Basically, you have to." And he goes, "Foreigner," and I was like. Wait a minute. What does that mean? I never noticed it He's until human. I saw the tires. No, 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 no. It wasn't. It wasn't Jack who told him to go into the swamp first. It was the elf that told him to go into the, el- the uh, first. And then he said uh, foreigner, and I was like, "Where's the sequel? Where's the spinoff on that one?" I love. I love the inherent like elf dwarf conflict that you get by bringing both into a story. You just know that like elves and dwarves just never quite get along. But were it's they dwarves? Like that. Did we assume that, or I thought they were? Hold on. Okay. The little I'm short gonna, guys, yeah. the little short Irish chunk. Guys. Why don't I, I'm yeah. going to take, I'm going to take your guy's stance on it. It's fantasy. Solo. It's a movie. Don't you get it? Everything works out in the end. Boom. What did you think Done. they were? So my penis I, I, on the mic. Just, look, dude, I'm just wondering if they were dwarves Dave, or gnomes. Dave, Dave, like, do you take need, it down yeah. a notch. Do you need, do you need to talk? <laughs> You're right. I've had a long two days, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Tell everybody what you've been doing in one sentence or less. I'm helping my dad move out of Mike and I's childhood home. And I did that the past two days. So I'm very tired. And I'm ready to fucking talk. Let's go. I'm I'm ready to talk about legend. Okay. So I want some more, I want some more images from people. Cause that's, that's, let's be real. This movie is about your eyeballs and just like reveling in, the drip the black, the, the, the imagery uh, her in the black suit uh and yeah. that whole imagery of her running like uh lily running slow motion through that scene like, was cool what that i have seen now cool. i'm like it looks like the backdrop for nutcracker to me after doing that for too many years of you're my indoctrinated life. yeah well, yeah it looks like something like the kremlin is it what was it was also like. um that the whole like interaction with lily and darkness when she's like He's courting her, and she is toying with him. Father. All I can think of is uh, the Charlie Murphy with, yeah. with Rick James every time you say darkness. Darkness. <laughs> and it's making me laugh. Tim Curry. Like, darkness. We, it's hard to – hard. let's try and explain what Tim Curry Charlie looks Murphy, like. Charlie Murphy, they used to call him what, – what, isn't that from the – I was wondering if that's where Rick James got it from in the movie. Every time you say it, I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah, remember that part of the movie where Jack's yeah. Jack's like to Jack's like to darkness. He goes, What what did the five fingers say to the face? Say the face. (laughs) (laughs) Charlie Murphy. Father. I hold the world in my grasp. And yet this girl distracts me. It has been an eternity since I felt such desire. What am I to do? She fascinates you because her soul is pure. To make her one of us, charm her. Legend. <laughs> anyway, 
So Tim Curry, let's let's explain <laughs> darkness to the audience. Let's try and explain it to anybody who is listening but has not watched the movie. Tim Curry is in, I assume, on stilts. In yeah. full, he's, on, he's on risers. He's Satan, seven one apparently. in full Satan costume. He's seven feet tall. He's got two enormous, uncomfortable looking horns coming out of the side of his head. And he's bright fucking red. Quick, quick aside about red. the horns. Yeah. yeah. They, Darkness is bright red. After, really red. after he's like um, the devil, if the devil was in um is the, what is it? Is devil. pumping iron with, with Arnold. Yeah, oh, and he's, yeah, he's got yeah. a sweet chest. He's That's the best ripped. chest. Darkness yeah. has the best ripped. chest. Dude, it, it actually reminded me of a story <laughs> like we were got the um, cheekbones. Oh, some you know uh, I was on an episode of Ghost Adventures in Colorado. Like, and, uh, do you work for talking, Ghost Adventures sometimes? I do work for that show sometimes. And uh, we were in Colorado talking to this one guy, and he was talking about how he um, kept seeing, like, the same, like, malevolent demon. He would, like, see him in his sleep, and he would see him, like, crawling on the ceiling. And we're like, okay, why don't you describe this demon? He was like, he's like, a, he's like a devil. He's just like a red devil, and he's like really... He's like really muscular, really <laughs> handsome. We're just like, oh my god! <laughs> I'm like Tim the entire Curry time I'm thinking like you are seeing Tim Curry from Legend in your in, in on your ceiling. So so what we're establishing is darkness is hot, and he's got some shit going on. He's yeah, got some he good. He's some, got some good he, taste with his decorating. Even that first scene, really. that first scene moves. with him. Then he had the lenses, the lenses in, and they did yes. like the dark. Uh, what is it? The, dark the light black light. It was like black light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, I wanted Looked to talk really about cool. that. That image of him like on the throne where his eyes are glowing, and then there's like a couple other things also glowing in the scene, and everything else is just red and black. Is fucking awesome, and. uh and I like the the like transition of him going from like that's like his like college stoner vibe area. He's in the black light. He's got a bunch of fucking wasteoid dudes hanging around his house. Yeah. He's just kind of bored and he's and he doesn't like it. Then he meets oh, yeah. Lily and Ooh. he changes the decorating everywhere. Like the whole darkness lair. Yeah, because like a chick like is a coming over. Up. Yeah, because yeah, there's a chick coming over. He gets rid of the fucking minions. He sends them on a stupid quest to kill a unicorn. Yeah, uh, he's just like it's a whole <laughs> metaphor for growing up. He has yeah, the whole like so everybody left, out. and darkness was like, no, 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 this will not do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't bring yeah, girls yeah. over like, here. That I I'm want, serious I about want golden mirrors. I want you know. I'm gonna have the uh, chefs in the kitchen butcher me up some. Yeah, you know, he's like father. Food. I need a yeah. lava lamp, dwarf pie. He, he really gets into <laughs> electronic music. Pie. You know, he <laughs> likes the vibe of electro- yeah. electronic music. A little less metal, a little more synthy. He's bringing that in. He's making it more like female friendly. He the puts really, in a lot of work. Really he threw out all his Dave Matthews outfit. CDs. Yeah, he, he, he had threw the out, other. Yeah. He had the, the pig guys. Shit. The pig guys who cook for him, like model all those dresses before he decided on which one to give mm-hmm. Lily. And he was like, "No, no, turn around again." I don't know. And I bet he guys. taught so those wait, pig guys. guys how to cook. I bet he taught them how to do more than just like throw you know goblin meat yeah. into a stew. A couple, He's uh, like, "No, no, no, we got to we got to up this up." Go ahead, Solo. No, a couple fun facts on on all this. Um, uh, costumery that i can drop is he is full of fun the the big the big fact that comes up online is that it took an average this is an average probably weighted heavily towards tim curry an average (laughs) of three makeup artists three and a half hours for each person to get them into character that was wearing like that this seems crazy low for Tim stuff. Curry. I bet you Tim yeah. Curry. That's they pretty had to insane shoot that, that they even the... shot this movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you did see they also... shoot like twenty minutes a day or something? That's crazy. Also, I yeah. love that I finally realized that Blix is uh, a drag queen 
Did anyone catch this scene? So they Wait, get the unicorn. Blix is, that, Blix is, is the main, the main goblin, the main goblin, the green the one, goblin. Yeah. the one in the yeah. beginning. Goblin. Yeah, and um, yeah. and he. I don't know. Like in. honestly, Blix is a good drag queen name. It is no, and this <laughs> it's is a like, really good. This is like, not I'm, even seriously. <laughs> this is not even making fun in a way. I'm watching it, and they get the unicorn thing, and they go to the college, the cottage, and Lily's hiding up there. And the door bursts open and Blix like shant saunters in like psh. Yeah. Sassy. <laughs> Magic horn is mine, mine, mine. Now all creatures will love the night and worship goblins as divine. You shouldn't talk like that, Blix. Why not? I've got the power now. Plenty big fog. <laughs> Wouldn't that be magic? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, he yes, does. get it. <laughs> I love that. When he's so, doing the, uh, all the spells with the, the, yeah. uh, the, uh-huh. the unicorn. Like, I never just like, that. Oh, some fire. Oh, some also, snacks. He's yeah. like, he's great. hilarious. <laughs> it's and really- the guy, the other goblin, the one in the helmet, he turns out to be like a dwarf or whatever. Wonder. He's gone bad. He's right. so funny in the two scenes. The, 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 the scene when he gets the, um, when he gets the unicorn horn and tries to oh, threaten yeah. darkness is fucking hysterical. That whole, that whole sequence when they bring the unicorn horn finally back or, or like when darkness shows up, I mean, at the campfire. drops it and then the dude's like i got you now (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah uh, darkness like raises that random skeleton from the dead who picks up the dude and just drops into the to the jumps into the chasm that's that's another image that has been buried into my subconscious that i forgot about until i saw it also the pig guy and i have to admit it's it's so scary it's so scary but the jim henson humor we're watching this movie yeah it is a jim henson humor totally and, and a little Monty of, Python too. It is oh totally, and it like strangely fit. It mm-hmm. didn't seem too out of place. There were some moments with the kid, the pig um, goblins accent though that I was a little like, did we just go into like a 1930s dead end kids it's gang? Great. I love it. It's like <laughs> we're gonna go get them. Yeah, hey, oh, oh, oh yeah, resmatez, jazz. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I was like, okay, that was the only Come moment. On. But Come on, you know Blix, what? Let me Blix, see the horn. But here's the cool thing yeah. about Blix. Blix gets it done. Blix does the job. Like, yeah. what? How many movies do we have where the henchman 
the evil henchman gets the job done. He fucking scatters the hero party. He he ch- chops the horn off the unicorn, brings it back to darkness. He gets it done like Blix captures is on point. the other unicorn too. Yeah, and captures the other unicorn and brings it back. So the darkness yeah, like, throw like the, the reason party darkness of all time. loses is not because of Blix. Absolutely not. Darkness yeah. is still a kind of a dick to Blix, and he should yeah. he should have been like, yo. Got your shit, or he's like, Yo, you got your shit together. <laughs> whatever, that's not Blix, his I'm pleased with you. We drink I, tonight. I want whatever effect uh, that is on my voice all the time. It's whenever I Tim talk Curry. to you, you just can't do I it. I have yeah. a question though. I wish, and I wonder no, if, it's in a, if it's in the <laughs> two and a half hour, like two octaves. if it's in the two and a half hour cut, does the guy blunder, the one who gets kicked out of the goblin gang, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, does he end up having a fight with Blix in the end? Because those three like goblins were such a part of the first part of the movie. And then when we get to like the big fight at the end, they're kind of like nowhere to be found. And I'm just wondering if that's on the cutting room floor somewhere. So true to, true to Blix's character, there's no way he would be there for the final fight. As soon as he realizes Darkness might have a chance to lose, it's he's, a, out. he's out. He's, he's, he's fucking out. out of there. He's done. He's he's, he's wandering like, the world. He's not yeah, I'm out of here. He's too <laughs> yeah. smart for that. Show um, me. I wanted to so see that scene. Like I want to say Dave, Dave raised a point that I think is well worth discussing, which is like um, nothing in this movie feels out of place. Like I'm not saying it's a perfect movie, but the tone of all the performances are really true to the vibe of the movie. And I, I want to yeah. put a lot of credit to that to Tom Cruise and Mia Sarah. It's Tom Cruise's like one of his least ego driven performances I've ever seen. He's like really truly like just giving it a go and trying to be this character who is true like constantly all the time. He just like really puts up like you never doubt Jack. You are in on Jack. You get that he's like a good dude. You get why people like him. And then you also like you get that he's actually just kind of the person at the right time. It's not like he himself was destined. It was like they even have a point when the elf goes like you'll do. They're like we need a hero. He's like you'll do. Let's go. Like we're all we're gonna it's gonna take a village. We're gonna like push armor, it through this, Jack. The armor's not gonna really fit any of and us. Mia Sarah, hold on. Mia Sarah is fucking phenomenal in this movie. She nails yeah, she is. the a really fucking tricky role where she has to be completely innocent but savvy and understand the world, but not be corrupted by it without being like stupid and like just like ha ha and floating through it. She's like She's really engaged. You never buy again that she gets corrupted. You're in, even when like Jack doubts her, you're like, now I have no doubts that Lily is whatever Lily is doing is for the greater good. And you get that from her well, performance. She's really fucking good. Technically, Jack really back that up. Jack doesn't doubt her. It's the elf that's like, you're going to have to kill her, man. Well, Jack yeah. does it first. And, like, and then the elf. Jack. That was a weird scene because the elf. Yeah, the elf, but the elf starts that scene by saying, Don't doubt your love or whatever. Yeah, and, and Jack's like, All right, I'm gonna up. steal up. And oh, then, and then he's like, Now we must kill her, like immediately. Yeah, that one scene is, is really funny, though, when Jack's around the fire and they have this, and he's like, What did you do today, Jack? You know, and he's like, I, I showed Lily the unicorn. He's like, A unicorn. Yeah. No, yeah. Jack. And then he's like, And he's like, yeah. But I did it for love. And he's like, Oh, well, fuck well, that case. But, you know these woods as well as any elf. Did you not see something odd today? Any strange spirits? Did nothing untoward happen? I took Lily to see the unicorn. You did what? <laughs> Silence!
Oh, God, Dominic, she touched him. Touched it! A mortal laid hands on a unicorn! Jack! Do you think you can upset the order of the universe and not pay the price? We meant no wrong. I did it for Lily. I did it for love. Yes, love, you say? Well, love is another matter. Brown Tom! <coughs> A toast to love. Elderberry wine, finest drink under heaven. But you know oh, what? Shit. I bought it. I bought it. I bought it. I bought it. They're like, you know Holler. what? This, these magical creatures value that. That's a legit right. answer to them. That's how I bought into it. I was like, you can, you can cool. destroy the unicorn all you want love. as long as it's for love. She did not Break destroy the unicorn. The wine. You missed. Wait a minute. <laughs> Let's not have any Lily slander here. But then Lily, after that, he's now. like, yo, did you hit that? The unicorn, yes, that's true. The unicorns, the unicorns called out to Lily and gave her permission. I firmly believe that. That is canon in my head. Whoa, she knew that's a that they were. They were like, no. They said to her, "Come on out. We want to see you. We are dancing for you." And she, because what? they recognized her and Jack as pure. So you think, for themselves. Do you think this was a unicorn plan? No, I think the unicorns think planned the unicorn, this so they could and, kill darkness. No, I whoa. no, no. Whoa, I just whoa. was interpreting it as whoa. the unicorns are cool with Jack and Lily being there, despite the elves like freaking out about it when he hears about it, and that they're fine. It's this new stage where like these two humans are allowed to meet a unicorn. It's like a huge, significant moment in the magical world of, that is happening here. Like, and they're allowed your, your to your human done. to work. Wait, wait, wait. But I yeah. thought that was different. I thought that because she went and she touched the unicorn, which she is not supposed to do, that then the unicorn was who a little says? bit vulnerable. Which, which by the way, the, who says the whole front part the of the little elf does, but he clearly has a political but, bias but here. Then yeah. right when she touches the unicorn, Blix fires his magic dot into the ass of the fucking unicorn. Okay. And so, the unicorn is vulnerable for that moment. Do you know that a unicorn yeah. cannot be – but the unicorn doesn't die. It just, I just gets wanted, slowed down. I just Even chopping off a horn doesn't kill it. Go I ahead, could be wrong. Ahead. I could be wrong Tired about up. this. And I may actually have to go back and re-rent this movie for three ninety-nine in, order, in order to know whether or not – it was I on HBO swear. Max three months ago, by the way. <laughs> I, I could have sworn do it, I know. that Lily never actually comes in contact with that unicorn. Yes. I feel you like, are correct. She I does feel not like touch she gets the unicorn. Really close, and yep. then that's when the dart hits him. Yes, and Justice then, for Lily. 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 The Lily slander will not Lily. stand on this podcast. She is innocent. She is actually pure. That's how Wait. she wins at the end. How did the goblins pure find heart. the unicorn? Her and Jack are there's no, but she's I mean, pure the, heart. The, the unicorns must have been there the whole fucking time, and darkness just decided in like the three thousandth year of this world, like. I'm tired of this. I cannot be in darkness anymore. Like, I mean, darkness he, does what darkness wants, though. Yeah. What are you trying to interpret the will why of the Darkness for? just kill him after his reign ended, like two days after. Like, the, the reign are hard to kill. And like a day later, he's like, yo, go get them motherfucking. Uh, All right. You can't uh, question right, darkness. Wait, I have motives. an answer. I have an answer. I have an answer for Dave's question. The <laughs> unicorn does what was, darkness wants. Fine. The <laughs> unicorn was enchanted by Lily, also. The unicorn was like, Oh, I've never, I've never gone near a human before. It was a special moment, and that special moment of inattention is what allowed the opening for the goblin to shoot the unicorn. Yeah. It was not Lily's touch. It Lily doesn't touch Lily's the fault. unicorn. So it never because, happens. I mean, Lily, Lily was, in, and Lily the was an unwitting distraction, but it wasn't yes. her fault. It wasn't but, her fault. She, was, she had, could have no idea that there was a fucking goblin hiding with a cro poison crossbow dart uh, up in the dart. hill at that Blow moment. dart, to be specific. Blow dart. Yeah. 
So you're telling me because the unicorn had a sexual relationship with Lily for the first time. Why is it really got to be sexual? First of all, they they never touched. They never touched. You never had sex like that? You never never mutually masturbated? (laughs) (laughs) You never said like that? Come on, man. Dave, you do touch your (laughs) Oculus. I'm just telling you. I do. That's true. But I, 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 you know, man, the amount of times I can say I had sex without touching somebody is like zero. But I'm just saying that it's fine. I'm just mean, but you created some tension. Right. Because it's called it's called magic, Dave. And the unicorn yeah. and Lily were 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 it was a it was a magic vibing. Yeah, tantrically. Lily is innocent. Exactly. She never Lily touched it. She gets a bit. And, and, and then Lily tantrically to to completely fuck around with darkness after to like make him think yeah. back and forth. She's like, oh, yeah. I like you. No, I don't. Yeah. She's playing <laughs> him the whole yeah. time. Lily whole- is actively working her own agenda the whole plot, which I fucking love. The, both the threads are interesting in this story, which is really fun. Lily is working an angle and she's a hero and Jack is being pushed along and he's a hero too. But he has no idea what he's doing. Lily is fully in control of the situation. She knows what she's doing. It's awesome. All right. It's really cool. Can I can I just like piggyback on this? Because Lily, when she becomes like the evil Lily, all right, right. not only was God that a Lily. Huge, was that a huge sexual awakening for me because <laughs> oh my God. That dress, like something though, right? happened. That dress? There was like something about like when I was a kid and I was like seven, eight, nine years old. <laughs> There was something about like hot ladies changing into like vampires, werewolves, or like evil creatures yeah, that just like did movies. it for me. <laughs> yeah, and it was, it was in so many eighties movies. It was like so prevalent in the time in the mid eighties. I remember there was a there was a I think it was um what what's the band that sings round and round round and round Cinderella? No, is it Wasp? Maybe. So there is a the video is basically uh, uh, a woman like they're playing in the attic and the music is affecting like this girl so much and rat. she's like a proper girl trying it's, it's rat. rat yeah yeah it's rat she's like eating dinner with her family and she's like a proper girl but like they just they're playing this song and she just like cannot help herself it's just like oh my god the the beat and the power of the song are <laughs> it's amazing. turning into like a bad girl <laughs> I know girl. what you're talking about you know this video <laughs> I know I, I know and the then video. she's like and she just like jumps up from the dinner yeah. table right and it's the but it was something why about I stand by that she <laughs> had a transformation that would like drive me crazy as a kid and she had a tantric moment I, with the unicorn it? it's obvious she did <laughs> she did moments. oh my god she was uh <laughs> she but, but this movie like plays into that to to to, to circle it back to legend there's yeah, like please. that is in it and i think it just like blew my mind as a kid but yeah. then but the thing is also to piggyback on your point she uh, Mia Sarah is excellent in this movie because she basically is showing you two sides of her personality like she's not just this constantly dumb. too yeah this like innocent princess girl that we see her she like goes on a <laughs> journey going on, the movie. Mike? <laughs> oh that is a uh, fireworks outside of my building okay. As long as uh, the in the summer, summer in New summertime York. in New York, there's always fireworks. Fair yeah. enough. My um, bad. Sorry to interrupt. But your so, flow. so Mia Sarah, um, 
basically right then you find out that she's a little devious. Like she's good, but she like it's more nuance, like nuance. That's French right. for nuance. She's not being um, manipulated just because she's like pure of heart. Yeah. But she's but he thinks that she's so good that he uh darkness underestimates her. Mm-hmm. And so therefore she's able to pull one over his uh you know the wool over his eyes and convince him his that horns. she's evil. But, he's, but he's, that's a, I think it's a it's like a uh like what you're saying like she is really like I me mean, Sarah's really good in this movie because she pulls that off. Really good. Really fucking good. Yeah. Also and they both like look great hot. in sparkles. Yeah. They both look like magical. Everybody's ma- sparkles. You would think elf yeah, like, sparkles. Yeah. The, there's so yeah, many sparkles, sparkles in this movie Blix you would think it would, it would not work, but it somehow did anybody think there were too many sparkles? I was totally fine with the amount of sparkles in this movie. Is anyone? It was all I, working I'm for me. Fine, I was fine with everything, the way everything looks in this movie. I it's just think it is like a very cool looking movie. And it was like really fun to watch it again because And of the that. extra sparkles I mean, on, the, plot, on the very whatever. <laughs> There's not much plot in this movie. The plot is just like, irrelevant. Not except to Dave. Like, <laughs> that's like, they're, look at them. They're doing right, stuff. Dave, Dave <laughs> you, you're, you look like you're a man who's got some titles for us. <clears throat> Why don't we do well? Well, actually, we got nine minutes. I think. Yeah, if you have more than nine minutes worth of titles, bravo. yeah, and then we'll do some All sweet right. tangerine dream, and then we'll come back and we'll we'll All right. close, it, close out. it out. Dies. Boom. All right. Round and round. So uh, alternative around, titles out on that the streets. One? That's where we'll meet. Round and round. That's my new yeah. theme song. Bow, right. bow, bow. <laughs> All right, uh, Jack's up, Jack's down, Jack's left, Jack's right, Jack's Jack and four fight. Uh, Jack's off? Okay. <laughs> impotent Exile, name of Mike's sex tape. Um, Infinite Exile? I said Impotent Impotent Exile? That was toasty. Oh, no. Impotent Exile. Is that a direct reference to something? Well, that means you're, like, worthless. <laughs> Impotent Exile is such a prog impotent. album. Oh, uh, speaking of, wait, hold on, pause. Black is Midnight. Nobody's using that. How the fuck is there no metal band called Black as Midnight? Anyway, go ahead, Dave. Right, yeah. I don't know. Now there is. Um, yeah. We just Dark- started one. Darkness <laughs> Rave. Darkness Rave, Saturday at Palace Bitches. Um, beat my meat there to a comma bring in there? forth. Beat my meat to bring forth a glorious treat. I was copying Blix. Um, <laughs> Jack is oh. tailored. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> That's not a quote, right? Uh, yeah. That was pretty close Dave, to the Dave, Dave, you just said some shit. Can you say it again? Beat my meat to bring forth a glorious treat. Yes. Uh, Jack is Jack is trailer trash. Um, oh. Jack, no. What? Jack, no. Jack, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, today's special bouncing unicorn horn, um, which you can see in the shot if you see the unicorn run. The, her horn bounces. The, the horses are great in this movie, by the yeah. way. The horses that play the unicorn. Yeah, and here's my ode to Blix. Uh, Goblin, you better work. Uh, <laughs> when a unicorn dies, a goblin farts diamonds. Uh, <laughs> Tim, oh god, what did I write here? Tim Curry gets <laughs> gets hard. Tim Curry gets hard. That's what it is. A dwarf gets taller. Uh, oh god, Trump becomes president. I did write that, didn't I? That's it like, happened. It's a fantasy. It did happen in reality. Um, Una gone wild. That's the oh, fairy. Una. 
Una. Wait a minute. Oh, Una, the yeah. first appearance of Una is mind-blowing. When she's like, when he's like, you're too small to lift the key, and she appears as the craziest looking like girl you might sleep with anyway <laughs> you've ever seen. Like, she, like, uh, she looks like a coked away. out coked out fairy yeah. she looks like you already regret the decision you're about to make but it's still that, made. that brings jack, me i love her jack, come on I love man. Her. She that brings me to my next title jack fucks a fairy oh my god um, jack is way pure than it. i am if una really? appears in front of me they're my alternative titles um really? una, we're talking una lily does, <laughs> lily does darkness uh brown tom shit his shorts uh, KFC's new fried <laughs> fricassee gnomes. Um, sprites do it right. Uh, I fucked a fairy at an orgy <laughs> last night. Name Sprite of solo right. sex tape. Um, cat fight at the palace. Uh, more glitter than a San Fran pride parade. Uh, terminate my evil seed. Quote. My festering forelock of Nicodermus. Quote, uh, <laughs> I got a, oh, this one, <laughs> Mamma Mia, I got a roast of pig people in my kitchen, my own. Um, you think they were Italian? Uh, I think pigs? they were Italian pigs. Yeah, definitely. Really? Um, all right. Wait, uh, those things were pigs? Yeah, they were. They had like pig No, they were dudes. Men. They were just they big had, They dudes. were like pig men. You didn't uh, see all the tusks. Solo, they, they were Italian. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of humanoids in this world. I like it. I yeah. like worlds with lots of humanoids. Uh bitch, I'm trying to woo you. Um darkness comes on everyone. He only slips once. Again. Dave. And again. <laughs> and again. <laughs> <laughs> one horn two horns two horns okay hey. wait do you guys have a weird visual of a of the exact same image of him but with only one horn was no. that like another movie where that there was a character that was like a big demon that had one horn on the left and then like the right was a sawed off horn not like where did Hellboy. i get that from Are you thinking no of no no i know what you're talking about but i can't place the movie i know what you mean uh i think it's a minotaur or something and something else it's uh. I know, yeah. I was surprised no, no, no. when he had two. I was like, of, what? Um, uh, the, 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 what you call, fucking devil boy. Is it boy. Jason and the Argonauts? Um, the claymation? Hellboy. Does Hellboy only have Hellboy. one? I thought Hellboy he had, shaves I off th- his horns. He shaves Hellboy off has both. No, no. This is a distinctive, one horn is huge, and the, it's off balance. And I got it from somewhere. Maybe it was Dragon Age, now that I think about it. Video game. Um, all right, let's do, some, let's do some sweet tangerine dream. Slide it in. We'll slide it right in, smooth like Saturday <laughs> night, and uh, and we'll come back and, and we'll talk about whether this movie sucks now. You guys mm. ready for that? I'm ready. Okay. Do I have a choice?
Say it again. <laughs> Dave, say say your your get a treat line slowly. So I'll, and I'll put some synths under it. It's going to sound okay. dope. Uh, actually, we should probably... I also think that other... My festering Dave, stick, four stick to it. Stick to it. Stick to the script. Stick to the plan. Festering forelock? Yeah. Uh, beat my meat to bring forth the glory. Slower. 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 Oh Wait, God. slower. Wait, Are slower. we having tantric okay. sex? Slow it. I want to um, feel it. <laughs> give it give it in Tim, Tim Curry voice. Beat my meat to bring forth a glorious treat. Father, <laughs> protect me! <laughs> Fuck yeah, Dave. That's what I'm talking about. But what I, is a festering forelock of Nicodermus? That's a I quote, think, by the way. I don't know. Does he have a like forelock? A, is that like a on it? Is that a is hair or is that a finger? Like a hangnail. Is that an extra finger or a dick? It's definitely a finger or, or a dick. It might be. Is a that dick, an Dave. extra fucking tool? You might be or, right about or that. Or horns. If you think about it, he really has three dicks because he has two horns. <laughs> there you Ooh, go. No bad for Stop me it. as character. Hey, <laughs> hey, Josh, hey Josh Solo. Josh Solo. Yeah, does yeah. legend does legend made in 1980 something suck now? <sighs> Deep breath. Okay. Um I completely agree. And also You're starting it. I know that visually this was yourself. a fun movie. It was a fun movie visually. There was a lot of cool yeah. imagery. There was like pretty colors and that sort of stuff. Um, in the terms of a vehicle for telling a story, it was awful. Like there was no <laughs> cohesion whatsoever to any like story being told. It was just. I mean, I think this is why we all remember it fondly as children, because you don't really have to carry a complex story when you're watching it when you're six, seven, eight, nine years old. You get some like scary imagery in a sword fight with a guy in horns and you got the kid. It's sold. But I could not make the pretty pictures outweigh the lack of any kind of story. And I, I think it sucks for that. I honestly do. Like, you know, a movie's supposed to Ooh. tell you some kind of a story. I, it just, there's, there, there's a ton of movies out there that are fun to look at that are terrible movies. And I just think, unfortunately, this is one of them. Yeah. It's yeah. like making out with your cousin. You're, you can look all you want. It, but is not, it, it is not like making out with your cousin. It's not. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand how, wait. It's not. He said it. It's, he logic. said you can look all you want, but don't do it. That's pretty clear. Is, I think Dave is was the cousin darkness. Yeah, just yeah, like Ridley Scott in this motherfucking movie. Um, right. It's Solo's next? ball. Solo has it's, to pass the ball. I, all right. I, I mean, Dave. Dave clearly had opinions on my opinion. <laughs> so, uh, Dave, what do you uh, think? Did it? Suck? No, actually. So. I'm going to say I didn't have really an opinion. I mean, on that end of if I'm looking at this purely from a story angle and then now you think of something like Lord of the Rings or you think of some other fan, even never ending story, you know, um, as like a story story. I agree with you on that. I know. Yeah. And I was surprised when I watched it now how much was just left to be like, it's a fantasy. Shut the fuck up. And I was like, but oh. for me, I is that thought, how you talk to yourself? Usually, 
Do you have a safe word when somebody says that to you? Yeah. No, I have I have J Bone in my head saying that. I never say that. I don't tell you to shut the fuck up. It's your tone. It's. (laughs) In my fantasies, I like it when they talk. You're going to cut that down somewhere in there? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so I think that this movie, I I thought it was visually still stunning. I thought the cinematography was kind of amazing. And actually, on the other end, I let a lot of stuff go, but I think that's because I was just extremely impressed when I really stepped back and watched it as, like, just a creation of, like – I don't. I don't think I've seen a movie, a fantasy movie, look like that. Mm. I, I mean, I'm sure we can find a comparison eventually, but I really you can't. Don't I you think, can't. I think there, there should no have equal. been a sequel. I think there should have been a sequel. It never happened, of course. Um, I want to see more of the world explained because the world is no. interesting. I want to see explained because it's interesting. Yes. No. That's fair. Yes. No. It's yes. fair. It's wrong, but it's fair. Stuck my forelock, my festering forelock. <laughs> um, no, but, uh, I don't know. I'm on the fence. I, I I don't think it sucks now, but I agree that I wish there was like 30 more minutes just to have a little bit more. I wanted to see more fight scenes, frankly. You can't uh, live on the fence, Dave. You got to pick. I just said I he don't said think it, it doesn't suck. Now. So. Yeah. Damn it. But I'm but I'm saying the stuff I wish I would have seen in it. Like, you know, I wish there was more fight scenes like when they have the whole cat fight in the basement of the palace and those cat people come out and they're like wow 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 and they never they don't like actually fight them. In fact, the elf just kind of goes like like back. He frightens them back. It's like you no you and it was like okay. But um I want you to write some legend fan fiction that Yeah, I actually do too. I want to write that. Really? Yeah, it'll be my next my next short movie. There you go. You could really you could do the dialogue and everything. It would really. <laughs> I yeah. like it. Well, right, I, you know, I think I I still think this is I, I I really love this movie. I would I would put it on anyway just because it is such a great mind fuck visually in in almost it's almost as confusing as Pink Floyd the Wall to me as a movie. And I know Pink Floyd the Wall is not supposed to it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense like sort of thing. But it felt that way when I went back and watched it again. I was like, huh. huh. Cool. I think the wall is much less confusing than this. Do you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like there's right. like a coherent narrative throw, and a plot. You're Mike. following like a single I, character. Mike, Mike, I, uh, does it suck now? Uh, I, you know what? I'm going to say, huh. I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out also how to put this movie because this it. is a bad movie that I love. So it's like, like, uh, like objectively, yeah, this movie does suck. But I don't want to say it sucks because I, I like it. <laughs> say it. But then <laughs> does it that make sense? But then it doesn't suck. Okay. If you like it. You know, it's. I remember in the beginning, yeah. was, I, my criteria was: would I go back and watch it again? And the answer is yes, I I would. It's like in the way that like I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that is like very well done that sucks, but also it's enjoyable. (laughs) Avatar. I've actually never seen Avatar. Avatar is really well done. It kind of sucks, but I would totally watch it again. 
Yeah, it's yeah. Really I mean, stony. yeah. I, I guess that's like that's right. Like it captures like a vibe. It just like captures yeah. like this moment in the '80s where everybody's doing like sword and sorcery movies. It it, it captures like the t- talent of Ridley Scott at the time, who is just like able to pull off this thing that if he probably described it to somebody it sounds like a cocaine fever dream <laughs> like he's like tim curry is like a giant red muscle devil horny, horny and like mia sarah is the muscle like, daddy you know, okay yeah get the term devil daddy it's like devil. twink devil named daddy. tom cruise who just like <laughs> traipses around and shows off his thighs and goes swimming in the forest and and yeah. then i've got this little boy who's like and Lily just a, wants to be friends yeah. with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like slut fairy, not to slut shame. Uh, but I want to tell you something oh. funny though. That scene where she's manipulating him over the feast and everything—that yeah. was actually funny to me. Now, just Tim Curry being like, every time he wanted to freak out, and then he'd be like, and he's like, "But I love you so yeah. much." Yeah, <laughs> I he's like, "I'm sorry." So Sometimes hard. I just get so crazy. I get so <laughs> mad. You make me so crazy, woman. <laughs> he just really wants to populate the earth with her. That's like his yeah. new goal, yeah. the darkness. He wants to populate but the darkness. It's like all my life. I, I think like looking back terrible plan, at it now, honestly. like when I see it now, as opposed to like when I was a kid, I just took it seriously. I took everything at face value. Um, and then all the fantastic imagery, it just was like seared in my brain. Now when I watch it, like... I can watch it with a grain of salt and like see all the goofiness, but that makes it like more wonderful to me in a lot of ways mm-hmm. of just like, like how did they make this movie and how did they show this to people without them just laughing their asses off for like the whole thing? Like I was just laughing out loud through the whole thing, but in like the best way, like, yeah. like I know he did, he meant it to be like very serious and like this heavy movie and have this like, like I say wanna, something I big, see the hour but it's goofy. It's funny. I want to see the hour. It's of trippy. That got cut. Yeah, I, I got to see the rest. Yeah, of it. I just. I think you can, but I don't like whatever this is. The hour and a half movie. Mm-hmm. It just lives for the hour and twenty nine minutes that it runs, uh, with everything in it, its flaws and all, and it's just like a wonderful cocaine fever dream and that's it and that's all i want i don't want anything more from this like this is the world don't explain anything else to me it was just like i watched it and it was like over before i even like realized it was just like you're in you're out Mm -hmm. it's fantasy whatever and then you just walk away with like like the way we're talking about it like the images it's like you just kind of remember things like i don't know like you wake up the next morning you're like fuck was there like a muscle <laughs> devil there <laughs> there's like this dude who just had like a mouth helmet or something yeah, were they, mummy were they pigs or were they fell into a hole yeah yeah were they people i like love that it it, like creates more questions than it answers like this movie just like left you with questions but like the best questions like Mm -hmm. like to do a stupid podcast with your friends you know yeah just like leaves you oh sorry i lost my train of thought go ahead mike sorry um it just leaves you with like the impression of like a fun night i think (laughs) and that's why i i like like it it's like like you tripped, like you took mushrooms with your friends and then you spent time with all these like wacky characters and you woke up, you wake up with like glitter on your face <laughs> and, and it's just like a bunch of funny lines. Everybody's been like coloring for three hours. 
Yeah. <laughs> what's the obsession too with eighties action fantasy or action movies or whatever kid action movies and slides, by the way. They're so, exciting. Well, they, they fall down slides the slide. Awesome. Then like Goonies has a slide. Yeah. Labyrinth has a slide. Uh, I was trying to think of a couple others. It just seemed like this. Yeah, you're right. Do you remember? Do you remember playgrounds in the eighties though? Slides were frightening uh, back then. It was just like a straight yeah. metal piece pointed at like a slab of concrete. And like, didn't they have to fix like all of them by the time like we were teenagers because they were all considered dangerous? Yeah, I mean, you survived it, so in, that's like in the direct sun. It would heat to seventeen hundred degrees yeah. Fahrenheit. <laughs> Oh, wait, I do want to leave my... star. <laughs> so, wait, I will say this movie doesn't suck. And I want to leave you with my favorite line, which was, why not turn everything into garbage? <laughs> slop. When, into was, slop. Yes. What does he say? Slop? I think he says <laughs> slop. Or he says, like, a giant pile of slop. It would be good. Yeah, no, I think he says garbage. The but you can correct me and find the line. You might be right. You might favorite. be right. That was my favorite line. I just it's remember so rewinding it. I was like, what did he just say? That guy's that, really funny. And then, and then there's also a scene uh, when the – what's the woman who lives in the cottage? She, so she's talking to, the, to, to Mia Sarah. Yeah, and there's like – she's talking to her and, and there's like this cutaway of her like brushing the back of her hand on her face. And it's just like the weirdest, meatiest like man hand just comes out of nowhere. It's like the, zero <laughs> continuity. <laughs> But it just made me laugh so hard. It's so good. But yeah, why not turn everything into garbage? It's crazy. There's hey, also bum. another scene where Tim Curry, they had what? him in slow motion during the fight, and you see him running in slow motion, and the horns are bouncing. And then you, oh, have, yeah. you catch a couple of moments of him in the fight scene especially, which was really interesting. They had one mask that the mouth would move, and then they had one mask that just had an expression of – like excitement concentration no it was like it was like the ha like look <laughs> his face like ha <laughs> see the so if you stop it and it's and they did a pretty good job cutting it together it's not you had to like really see it at certain points to get there because other points they put back in and it was probably the length of time they had the body double I don't think they had the body double in the full like Tim Curry makeup they just kind of were like wear this mask nobody will know and so, you know, but pause it if you're going to watch this movie. Oh, okay. yeah, there's a many lot of places to pause this movie. Mike, you got to throw me the ball. I haven't gone I'm yet. trying. I'm, I'm in the middle of it here. J Bone. Yeah. By the way, by the way, that ho- one horned monster you're talking about was named Pat Minotaur. <laughs> <laughs> J Bone. Does this movie suck now? Absolutely not. And here's why. So, this movie approaches a miracle state of movies that I lo- really love, which is where, which George Lucas is one of the few fo- filmmakers that I've also seen attain the state where the flaws are so irrelevant that they become positives. So like everything about this movie lands for me, whether it makes sense storytelling wise or movie making wise, I absolutely do not give a shit. I agree with everything Mike said, like it, you can pick apart the pacing, you can pick apart the plot. But why are those things necessary to say that it sucks or doesn't suck? Philosophically, this movie cannot suck. It provides things that no other movie in existence <laughs> can provide. It's it's so singular and unique. I just love it. Like everything works. It's wild. It makes no fucking sense. Uh, it burns itself into your brain. It still looks fucking amazing. This movie looks incredible. 
absolutely incredible in a way that no other movie does in a way that's so good that it trumps all of its flaws. It's so cool. It's so engaging. Everybody is so in on the right spot for it. Like, I don't even care about whether it's intentional or not. It's irrelevant. Everybody's just getting things exactly the way they need to be for this movie to be what it is. And it's awesome. It's the closest feeling I've had to what Star Wars gives you that isn't Star Wars, where it's just like, it feels beyond itself. It's like kind of amazing. It's so good. <laughs> and like I said, it's trippy. Solo well, is not happy Trollo, at this moment. Out, and I don't give a shit. Because it doesn't matter. Star Wars now. Yes. No, it's not Star Wars because it doesn't, because Star Wars is even like the next level of this, but this movie approaches a level just below Star Wars that makes everything irrelevant about you know what that you makes can complain Star about. Wars great? The a lot of things. The incredible fucking story. <laughs> yeah, but the, but it's the architecture yeah, of the story. I, don't know. I might no. disagree with that. The story the is really not simple in Star Wars, Wars, and it's very simple in Legend, and I totally follow it. Like the somehow this whatever cut the original cut is, the hour and a half movie makes sense. Like there's some weird like leaps of like logic, like in terms of like why is he knocked out by an arrow that doesn't hit him, kind of thing. But it flows. The story flows enough that everything else gets to shine. And why like why not celebrate a movie that just like is so visually incredible that it literally is a pleasure just to like sit in it and be in it. It's fucking awesome. Like the, the set designers and Ridley Scott and, and I'm saying his name again, Alex Thompson fucking just destroyed this movie. It's like like every other fantasy movie is always just reflected other than Lord of the Rings. Every other fantasy movie in the world is reflected against what this movie does to your eyeballs. It's fucking awesome. This movie absolutely does not suck. Even though, okay, so here I'll appease to Solo before giving my final, my favorite quote from the movie. Dave always talks about how Dave has a level where he'll say a movie doesn't suck, but I would, but I would qualify my recommendation to the audience that I'm recommending it to, depending on who they are, right? Like Dave basically says that. He's like, I like this movie. I would tell people to watch it, but I would tell them a little bit about it to get, prepare them right. to watch this movie. I think Legend falls in that category. Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, right? But it's, no, for that. but it's so, <laughs> but it's such a singular experience to watch this movie. It just feels so unique to me, even if it's treading in the same kind of like familiar waters that Star Wars does, and where it's just like these tropes of like the princess and the prince and the hero who's chosen and all that stuff. It doesn't matter. It's so fucking cool and well done. I just love it, and the music's amazing. Tangerine Dream killed it. I love the power ballad. This movie ends on a power ballad. An 80s power ballad takes this movie out. And it's awesome. Yeah. Well, no, it goes from it goes from Tangerine Dream with John Anderson from Yes singing a power ballad into Brian Ferry. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. So here's my favorite quote. How how much? Here's my favorite quote. It's when the when they split up, it's really exciting. They do like Jack and the Fair and the Elf and the two dwarves split up to go approach like. They're just their their plan is basically like fuck it let's go in two directions and see what we can get into because they don't know what to do and uh, the the two dwarves walk into like some steamy dark demon dungeon place and the one guy goes it's a terrible sight for a sober man <laughs> they were funny I do have, I they, love were, it. they were funny it's a great line <laughs> how much do you think so this movie was made for twenty five million how much do you think it made five thirty. Five dollars. Yeah, <laughs> we saw it a lot. How much do oh, we spend renting this movie? Don't That's you a, price like, prices oh, yeah. right it? Don't you prices right it? Five dollars. I spent dollar. Um, oh, like thirty million. Thirty it made thirty million. It made which made it a flop. Thirty eight million. Right. Oh wow. 
Ouch. Yeah. Mm. I'd mm. still watch it again. I'd watch it again too. I, I I'm glad. Like the, the so the in black, by the way. I have the Tom I Cruise. have the eldest child of those of us who have children in here, and she's about to turn 11. And I'm glad that I was going to watch it with her, and I'm glad I didn't. I feel like uh, some of the imagery is so nightmarish. I just didn't want to deal with it, even though we were watching it at much younger ages. I was like, yeah. this movie will get. Yeah. This movie will dig into you. It'll, it'll dig into your brain. There are a parts bit. of it definitely like th- I, I think what maybe it was the fantasy or whatever we were taught as, as little boys of the, you know, boys, little boys, boys, like, you know, King Arthur fantasy, because they, they tended to always have like this very terrifying imagery, but then in your mind, the hero always triumphs. So maybe that's why we weren't as scared, which is why, like when I would watch, and I've mentioned it on the podcast, like Poltergeist three, terrifying, terrified me. I need the Poltergeist. Oh, really. yeah. That one, especially, um, cats in the or the cat's eye, Stephen King's cats. Any of those horror ones really got. To, I mean, it's Hellraiser. I still won't watch. It's so well, like you ugh. were bolder than I was. So let's <laughs> let's let's talk. So before oh, wait oh, before sorry, we do ahead, this, we do have uh, a listener voice memo. Oh sweet. That, uh, our, my friend Josh Meekum sent to the podcast about Legend, uh, and we can listen to that. Okay, let's drop it, and then um, we'll talk about the next movie. So here comes Josh. So when I was little, I remember running this on VHS, but it wasn't my favorite. I think I was more into, like, uh, Princess Bride and, like, um, Never Ending Story. I think the reason being that Legend is, like, kind of slow-paced, confusing, and, like, scary. Thanks, Tim Curry, for that. And also, I think there's some, like, seeing him in It also freaked me out, too. So, never really liked him until I got older. Uh, but, and also, like, it's just confusing. Like, the unicorns, why does she want to touch the unicorn? Like, I wouldn't want to touch a unicorn when I was a kid. They're, like, big horse things, and they could, like, bite you, or, like, I don't know, poke you with their horn. But, um, what changed is when I got older, I started to do drugs. And that's when things like glitter and Tim Curry, and um, unicorns, and synthesizers. That's when all those things became very interesting to me, and I guess that's why I ended up loving it so much. Probably my top five favorite movies. I've watched it to go to bed a lot, and I probably, like, made out during the, um, you know, the DVD uh, (laughs) menu screen, like, probably you know, at least a few times. So a lot of fond memories. Um, it ages well, I think. Ridley Scott, I love most of his movies. Uh, Tom Cruise is probably the only thing that doesn't age well about it, so, because, you know, he's a shithead or whatever. But, yeah, Legend. Great film. I just want to let you know, Josh, we really love you and appreciate you for doing this, Josh, whoever you are. Man, keep it tight. You've met Josh... Him. He played in Adam's band and stuff. I met you. I I hope. I think. <laughs> okay. You're great. All right. Well, so cut this out. <laughs> it is, gentlemen. It is. It is summertime. And last year we started a fun series where the four of us we each individually picked a movie outside of the group's decision making to present to the group to see if it <laughs> sucks now. So last year Mike introduced us to Beyond the Valley of the Dolls which I feel like generally got thumbs up. I loved it. 
It's the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it was thank you, Mike. It was wild. It was wild. <laughs> and um, and then uh, I put up Days of Heaven, which is one of the, maybe the second or third greatest movie ever made. Dave Dave was not into yeah. it. Um, Dave brought it was us Solo. <laughs> solo. Yeah. I don't remember Solo being interesting in that one. We were on the same page. No, solo and I were. On yeah, the you guys were on the same right. page. It was split 50-50. Mike loved it almost as much Richard as I did. Richard had a great did chest. Yeah. Right. Um. And Dave. Dave. Wait. What was your movie, Dave? It was um, Bandits. Time bandits. Oh, Time Bandits, which uh, was a little mixed, but I think generally was favorable. I think I said I wasn't a big I've, fan of it, but I don't remember if I said if it sucked or not. Time uh, Bandits the, was a good movie to do because it like was not as good as we remembered right. it, but it was still good. Dave still loved it, though. Dave presented it, still loved it. And then Solo, it was like your the pick whole, was yeah. um, uh, Dawn of the Dead, the Zack Snyder Dawn version, Zack which Snyder. I think generally we all thought was pretty sweet and still we all loved pretty it. well. Um, yeah. So uh, I should do okay, like so Brian or something. Now. So now it is time. So I, I have not actually, I feel like I'm like, as soon as the waitress gets movie. to me, I'm going to pick my movie. So Mike, I don't remember who let us off last time. It might've been you. Wait, it might've been you. No, I was like, no, well, Mike's ready. Last, I think. So Mike, Mike's he's ready. So he's got his first. movie. So we'll just, so you guys have to think about yours. Cause next up is going to be yeah. one of us to pick a movie and we'll announce it the next pod. So I, I'm really excited about my movie. Cause this is the movie I almost did last time. So the movie I'm going to pick is Dick. Yes. Oh, yes. I fucking love that movie. Oh, I'm excited. Tell us about Dick, Mike. That is a good so one. Dick <laughs> is a reimagining of the Watergate scandal <laughs> as it was. Uh, uh, oh, it's, it's so Dick is from 1999. It stars um, Kirsten Dunst and Michelle Williams. And then just like a cast of like the greatest comedians of that time. There's like Dave Foley's in it. Bruce Including McCullough does a young does, Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, Ryan Reynolds is in it, um, and it's just hilarious. Basically, the gist of it is two teenage girls completely blow open the Watergate scandal, like, and they, you know, you, you know, they're they're like they're Deep Throat, you know, because at the um, time in 1999 we didn't know who Deep Throat was, so they imagined that they were the source for Woodward and Bernstein, and it's just like a sort of crazy comedy wait mike tell um, so them who I plays say, woodward and bernstein tell them who plays woodward and bernstein oh in the movie. woodward and bernstein is played by bruce mccullough from the kids in the hall and will farrell uh, plays bob woodward and they're fucking so hilarious they're so good um, who plays and it's Nixon? just a movie uh uh oh it's what's his name from uh a night at the roxbury and, and clueless. from clueless Dan uh, Heron. director yeah yeah dan, yeah dan heron like is that, that his name i don't know in that realm so I would say uh, this movie will be funnier if maybe you want to watch All the President's Men before you watch this. All the President's Men is uh, where where Robert uh, Redford, Redford and um, Dustin Hoffman Dustin Hoffman play Woodward and Bernstein, and it's a serious uh, look. Hoffman the... is Woodward, right? <laughs> no, yeah. Hoffman is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the other one, Bernstein, right? Solo's on his phone. He missed a great opportunity for a Jew, Jew joke. He just totally <laughs> no, fucking I'm, dropped I'm, the ball. I'm, look, I'm doing my research on who's in this movie. He's on his it's phone, yeah. disrespecting the pod. But uh, there's also a <laughs> series, I think, on... Dan uh, Hedaya. Dan Hedaya. Yeah, Dan Hedaya, that's Really it. funny. Um, there's a series that's on about Watergate, too, but, but this is basically spoofing all the president's men, so 
Uh, also a great movie. So if you want to watch that before you watch this, it's it, it's like a fun little double feature. I've never seen all the Presidents Men, so maybe I will do that. But I, I, uh, it's I actually, really good. I owned Dick on VHS. I'm a big fan of this movie. <laughs> yes. I did not know you were going to pick this movie. I haven't seen it in probably 20 years, but I've seen this movie a lot in like yeah. the five years that I did watch it. Uh, it has same, absolutely same. one of my favorite lines in the history of movie making is in this film, which that's called a teaser. I'm going to sit on that one. For like oh, you maybe know three I, listeners who might be I like, never seen what, did, what did J Bone? What did J Bone think about this movie? I, I have a line. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the one talking. Uh, yeah, you have to, that's right. Listen to the next I, episode. I don't think I've ever seen it. By the way, I'll give the audience. I You've just never seen it, Solo? Is that never seen it? That's good. That's exciting. I have one for for when we go next after that, and I want to do the Devil's Backbone. Oh, the Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro, del Toro. Okay. which you guys all That's introduced me to the first time. And I think that movie is amazing. It all right. So we got two, we got two lined up solo and I, I need to think. come up with ours. Uh, yeah, I have thing. two kind of cycling in my head and, uh, but I always, I'm always ready to pick a wild card out of, out of the last second. <laughs> all right. So we're going to do right. Dick with Kirsten Dunst from Michelle Williams. Dave is already yeah. claiming. He's putting his claim in for um, Devil's Backbone. Devil's Backbone, Guillermo del Toro's Ghost uh, Orphanage movie, and uh, and that's that's our pod. You guys Before have any last go, words? I want to I want to plug something real quick. Uh, Do it. If you get a chance, I made a DIY indie movie. I sent it to the boys. They've seen it, but it's a action fantasy dark comedy. It's on YouTube. It's just something Darkness. that I put together. It's What's not, it called, Dave? It's called Pandora's Children. Nice. And if you go to YouTube and you put in Pandora's Children, apostrophe S on Pandora's, um, you will find it. Take a watch. Uh, my wife stars in it. And I think we did a pretty damn fucking good job uh, for our first indie DIY movie. So nice. Yeah, yeah I've seen it. It's, it's, a, it's a wild ride. It is yeah. a wild ride. It is It'll put you away wet. <laughs> that and podcast. We do. We do not guarantee that <laughs> statement. We're not legally Let obliged you. to. Of Dave Gugino, the standard I, that yes. Dave's movie will make you. I approve this ready Especially ready. <laughs> I'm not saying it'll get you off, but it'll get you close. <laughs> Network.